Welcome to the Body Motion Podcast. We speak about pain, posture, and emotions. Today, today we have five don'ts in pain management. Hello, how are you doing? Thank you for being on the other side, listening to me. I hope I can teach you and that we can, um, I can transmit you useful information and keep you engaged. So, the first thing you need to keep in mind if you have to deal with pain or you, you work with people that uh, your aim is to reduce the pain, the first thing you need to know is that you do not fight against the pain and you do not blame yourself. Why? Let's go into this. We have to understand and you have to understand that there is like a stigma and perception in society that you have to project an image that you have to be strong and fight against the pain no matter what. Especially this is more pronounced uh, in, in the male gender because of different uh, beliefs that they are not that optimal. But you can find, and it's, it's, very, it's very easy to see people using different metaphors uh, like saying uh, I will not let the pain to 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 pull me down. I will I will fight the pain. I will conquer the pain. And it's really interesting to know that when you fight against something, normally the cause is that there is like a stressful response. And we see we see pain as an enemy against which we have to fight. And this sometimes could be counterproductive because uh, of the fact of, uh, of, of, of a stress in the system. And that means that, well, you will be able to do whatever it takes at any cost to solve it. And this can cause the opposite aim that you are trying to achieve. So what is, uh, what is something useful? What is the antidote? Well, one of the strategies that is being used and it's on the scientific literature is uh, to use models of acceptance and commitment therapies. What does this mean? What is suggested is that you try to understand the meaning of pain for you. And instead of fighting the pain, you develop strategies and resources to improve and deal with the pain. For example, let's imagine that there is like a battlefield and there is the infantry, there, is, there are horses, there's different soldiers on foot, and they start fighting. But they decide that they're gonna be fighting only from the right flank. So what do you think is gonna happen on the left flank? It's not gonna be fun, it's not gonna be nice. Soldiers are going to die on the left flank. So how can we translate this into uh, into the, in, into the pain management and not fighting the pain. The first thing is that you need to, you need to make sure that you put your efforts equally to avoid that uh, excessive, excessive stress response. Because one of the consequences among others is that this is creating uh, guilt in you sometimes. Because when you are stressed, uh, well, you, it's, 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 it's more likely uh, for negative emotions to happen and what you can do is the following thing you need to understand pain how ask yourself what does it mean for me 
the pain that I'm experiencing? What's the positive meaning that I can give it to it? Ask yourself about this and you will find answers. Second thing is that you do not obsess uh, over having absolutely control on pain. What you can use or what you can do instead is using long-term sustainable resources that are under your control because the pain is not under your control. So what can you do? For example, you can eat, uh, you can eat well, you can eat, you can do exercise, you can stay active and uh, making sure that you do this uh, with certain guidance, that you can do breathing exercises to be relaxed. You can use a pain diary where you can write. Fight creates a stress response. Acceptance and commitment approach, understanding pain and trying to, to, to find resources is going to help you rather than amplifying the pain experience. The second don't. Now let's go for the second don't. Don't always assume that pain always means damage. This is important because that, that stigma or preconception or belief is like quite uh, common. But first of all, I want to clarify something. It is not intended to say that pain is never associated with injury or damage. On many occasions, of course, this is the case. For example, imagine you have a concussion because you fall off your bike. You're going to have a probably, imagine you fall off your bike and you're experiencing a lot of pain on your wrist. Maybe you have an injury on, your, on, on the tissues of your uh, wrist and on the joint. But even in those cases, there is a lot of variability in clinical cases. Sometimes there is still a serious injury and the patient experiences very little pain and vice versa. And I'm going to tell you an interesting story. I have a client that he, is a he works as a paramedic. And the other day he was telling me that they had cases of people uh, doing um, skydive skydiving and the parachute didn't uh, didn't work, so they, you know, they impacted against the floor heavily, and that some people survived. So I, he was telling me more into more details about this, but I was like, I've heard about that before, but you know, he he was telling me this face to face, and it was incredible. The body is like really weird; it's it's, it's mysterious in in some some ways. But the message is this: the amount of pain you experience does not necessarily measure what is happening in the specific tissues like headache, like herniated discs, hamstrings injuries. You might have tissue damage but the pain you experience doesn't mean it's uh, the way of measuring how severe is the injury you have on your hamstrings or how severe is the injury you have on your hernia or even if you don't know any, if you have any injury, pain doesn't always mean that is the measure of, you know, if uh, to tell you if there is an injury. Sometimes it is. And that's because people go to, you know, to check with the doctor and find sometimes uh, disease, hopefully at the right time. But it is important, it's, it's important to consider that the importance of the tissue, the tissue health should not be devalued. For example, cell disorganizations after injury occurs. And it is important to consider Something called peripheral nociception. What is this? This is like a neural process by which potentially harmful stimuli are encoded 
and processed against tissues. But keep it simple. It's like an email that is sent to the brain. It's like an antivirus that is sending alerts of, you know, when you get the antivirus, send you alerts about, okay, potential damage. Okay, so be careful, pay attention, uh, adapt. What you have to keep in mind is that there is, uh, there is more than, than the physical experience when we treat with pain. For example, if you move and, you, and it hurts, that does not always mean that you are injuring yourself. Important to remind you this. Imagine that you burn. Let, let's, let's think about this example. Imagine that you, you, you get burned with the sun because you've been on the beach. That's an injury. It's a trauma to the skin tissue. And if you take a shower after having burned your skin, ha have you ever had that experience that it hurts just, and just because of the contact of the water on your skin, even though you know that you are not injuring yourself? What happens is that that area has increased sensitivity and it has made you to be aware. What do you think it has made you to be aware of? What do you think? Well, probably you won't go to the sun again at 30 degrees, uh, 12, 12, 1 p.m. Uh, without protection, I'm sorry, without um, some protection and being there hours. There is a protective component. Pain has a protective component. But the amount of pain that you have is not a measure of what's happening in the tissue. That's the message, keep in mind. The amount of pain you have is not the measure of what's happening in the tissue. Second thing, don't panic if you have pain flare up. This is a very common thing that I find when I, when I treat with people with pain. For example, uh, what we can find in research is a lot of investigation in back pain. This is a field that has been researched a lot. And it has been researched how to approach it from different areas. For example, strengthening the core, the area of, of the lumbo-abdominal area, muscles, through, for example, interventions such, such as walking, through cognitive therapies, through uh, psychotherapy. And what science has shown us are favorable, favorable results with different interventions but short-term results and that 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 short-term results that are not so commonly maintained over time in the medium and long term and this is something that you see in the scientific literature why this is happening well in a simple way to answer the question is because pain is really complex and we know some stuff about pain but not that much but let's imagine that you have been in pain for a long time or you're treating someone with pain for a long time. You have an intervention and then it's improving. You're feeling good. That person is feeling good. And one day suddenly the pain returns. It is very likely that you interpret the situation like, oh shit, the pain is back. Everything I did, it was useless. This is back. And again, this does not mean that the pain is not real or it is your fault because you're thinking like that. But you have to understand that having a flare-up in pain means, for instance, this. Imagine that you drive a car and you go through a road every day. You're going there with your car and then you're listening, you're listening, you're listening in fact, the Body Emotion podcast. And one day you find that the road is closed because there are some workers on the road. 
So what you are going to do is you're going to need to learn to take a new, a new way. And this is an opportunity to learn and discover new things. For example, maybe you, dis you find out like a new restaurant you like, or a cheaper petrol station, or a nature reserve. When you have a flare-up with pain, think that it's an opportunity and not a crisis. It's an opportunity to relearn. It's an opportunity to adapt. And this is very important. It's an opportunity to relearn because the, the brain, when you experience pains, your brain needs to learn new tools to reverse the situation and prepare for the future to reduce the chances of experiencing the same. The next thing that you don't have to do is don't believe all you read or all the things you listen, especially in social media. Social media is a huge source of information. And this is sometimes useful, but a lot of times is not that optimal. And it can create a process of frustration and a vicious cycle because it, it could generate a, a physical cost, an emotional cost, and a financial cost. Why a physical cost? Because what you're going to find online is that most of the times what, what uh, companies or brands want is to sell products. So, and and that's not, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, because if you pay for a service and they help you to, exp to, to reverse your pain and increase your quality of life, that's great, that's fantastic. But the problem is that because there are so many options, Sometimes you are not able to differentiate between what is going to help you or what is professional and what is not. And, and uh, let's put it this, this, this way. Uh, let's imagine like a surgeon that has to operate someone. When there's like a surgery, there's like certain medical protocols and algorithms to proceed, to proceed with. But... I'm sure that the doctor is, uh, is going to study every individual case in, in detail, carefully. Uh, so if you have plantar fasciitis, osteoarthritis, low back pain, a bolstice, herniated disc, neck pain, frozen shoulder, seek for professional and competent help to help you find adequate source of information. Adequate source of information. I found very often, sometimes, myself and, and colleagues from my profession, the people with back pain, they go to the hospitals they, and they give them like some physical exercises to do. And I've seen these, you know, papers with the exercises there and sometimes I was, I was look, looking at them and it was like, uh, I could see exercises that they were useless or they were creating a lot of risk. So it's, my message with this is, not, not always of course, but my message with this is that I understand that sometimes the situation is difficult, you know, because if you expect to go to a hospital and they, you know, they 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 treat you efficiently, but that's not always the case. So if you are not able to to access, uh, if, don't believe everything you read or you listen because it could have an emotional cost. The information creates confusion, controversy, and this can create frustration, fear, mistrust. Therefore. Be selective with the information you access, especially on social media, because sometimes it seems that, uh, you know, they're going to do whatever people on social media are going to do, whatever it takes just to get more followers. Because ultimately, this is going to 
um, create a financial cost for you and because you might be trying going from one treatment to the other which is not bad you know because that means that you are adapting yourself you want to find solutions but what you want is to to find it as more effective as possible so what solutions can i offer you uh, in order to access to the right information i can give you some tips for example you can search information in pubmed which is a, a searcher uh, for mm, for scientific journals and papers. There is um, a website called the Integrative Pain Institute, which is run by uh, someone called Joe Tata. They are really good. They are really good professionals in the United States. You can access to the pain journal. You can go to another account that is really good. It's called Functional Patterns. You can, you can find information there. And you can ask your doctor. You can ask your doctor. That's really important. And the last thing that I want you to understand that you do not uh, do in pain management is don't rely on scans or MRIs your story and watch out with your identity or the story that you create around. Don't uh, don't don't get that, don't get don't create a, a, a drama around your story. How do you do that? Well, and why? The first thing is like when you experience pain and you've been experiencing pain for a long time one of the tendencies that it happens is that you start creating an identity around that story and you start saying yourself probably unconsciously oh my god i'm a person in pain or i have this condition and that's how i need to live now and you need to be careful because you can start creating a victim role and then that's not gonna be useful. So you need to try to find a very objective story about your pain or the story that you have around pain. How? One of the tips and one of the things that has been done in uh, cognitive therapies in the field of psychology, it's is to try to be objective on the story that you create. Despite if you have an scan or if you have an MRI, or saying you this again that does not devaluating the, the these these technical tools but watch out with the story that you create around that because pain is a physical and emotional experience okay and there is cognitive um, processes involved when if there is emotions there's thought there's thoughts involved on that so the tip that I was going to share with you is try to um, try imagine that you 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 could have you have a friend and the friend is telling you the story about the experience that you've been having a, about pain. So tell yourself the story as if you could be that friend, okay? And you will find that as soon as you do that, you're going to find a much more objective. Uh, story and that's going to help you to feel better and probably to behave more functionally and more optimally to reverse the situation of pain. Five don'ts in pain management. Don't fight against pain and don't blame yourself. Don't panic when you have a flare-up. Don't, don't believe everything you read and you listen in social media. Don't assume always that pain always means damage 
and don't rely on scans or MRIs to tell your story. Rely on yourself, on being objective and on being mm, mm, even with certain amount of uh, positivity, but no, no, no blindfully positive emotion like, you know, I don't have pain. Uh, no, being objective, okay, being positive, what's, uh, what's under your control. Those are the five don'ts. This is the Body Motion Podcast. I'm David El Corbarrutia. If you enjoyed this, thank you for staying with me until the end. I really appreciate it. And please share this podcast far and wide with someone because that's how you're going to help me to grow this channel, this, this brand. And that's how you're going to help me to be more motivated to create, to create even more and better content because if I see that you're interacting that people are listening to the podcast I will get motivated I'm motivated already but I will create better content and that will help you and that will make me be even happier as well thank you very much this is David El Corobarrutia reminding you to move pain-free and live